We are um, in the middle of a series where, oh my goodness, this series has been going a lot longer than I expected. Uh, <laughs> it is how to share our hope. And um, we're coming to the last of the uh, confidence boosters. Who remembers the first, we're up to number five, who, remember, who remembers the first four? Everybody has the same longings, everybody has the same questions. The third one was interesting. People don't really know what they believe. They often contradict themselves, and you need to watch for that, because you've got the truth. Anything other than the truth will contradict itself somewhere. Now, I know people jump up and say, yes, well, the Bible contradicts itself. Yeah, the King James, but not the original. Our tra- um, I have to go back. Actually, no, I'll go forward. Some days you need to go forward to go back. All right, but anybody can be saved if I listen for the key to their heart. And the key is usually their unmet need or hidden hurt. It could be something else, but usually it's one of those two things. And if you can listen out for either an unmet need or a hidden hurt, it's the way to minister to people. It's an avenue through which you can minister God to people. Amen? Because it's usually something beyond their control. Are you all with me? Okay? If it's something little that's different, and if you can help out, help out. James talks about that. He says, you know, if you see somebody hungry or you know in need of something you've got it to give give don't say now lord bless them (laughs) okay well you're there do something all right but there are some things that go beyond beyond what you can do and that's what you need to find that's where god steps in that's where ministry happens hallelujah today what we're going to look at is the fifth thing and that is people have excuses but we have god's holy spirit and the truth now this is a very powerful thing So I was trying to do it last week, but I didn't want to rush through it. Whenever you come up against a situation, always know that the truth will win out. God will always win out. And you've got both the truth and you've got the Holy Spirit. He is the third member of the Godhead. Are you all with me? Amen? And, but... In order to do this, we need to walk in love, <laughs> all right? Never give up. Now, I've got 1 Corinthians chapter 13 and verse 7 from the New Living Translation. I really like this. You know, we've used this in so many ways. I want to use it here and now for what we're talking about. It says there, love never gives up. Let's pause there for a minute, okay? People are so quick to give up these days. You know, we live in an instant coffee, instant burger, instant everything age. And we run into a small problem and instantly we're gone. (laughs) We just, we don't, we don't know patience. I I just feel like, you know, even when we want to buy something, if we don't have the money today, there's a thing called a credit card. We can still buy it and owe them money. You know, there was a time when you'd never think about that. If you didn't have the money, you didn't have the money. Are you all with me? And so, I'm not against credit cards, but I'm just saying, you know, some people don't know how to use them. You know, I'm trying to say, okay, and if you don't know how to use them, don't get one. Okay? It's not buy now and pay later. (laughs) You pay all right. You know? Anyway, so, one of the things that we, we need to learn is patience. And I want you to notice that it says love, first of all, never gives up. Second, it says 
never loses faith. So love does not only not give up, but it doesn't lose faith either. See, a lot of people lose faith along the way. I have to excuse my voice a little bit today. <clears throat> okay. But, you know, it doesn't lose faith. This is one of the biggest things. Remember, God said that if you have faith, you can say to mountains and they'll move. Jesus speaking in Mark eleven twenty three 23 says that. All right. And the next thing he says is always hopeful. Hopeful of what? That people will see the light. That people will come to their senses. Amen? That you're talking to them isn't wasteful. It's not going to go by the wayside. And can I just say this? Even though they may reject what you say initially, God will make sure that it haunts them for the rest of their life. Because if it is his word, and we'll look at that, if it is his word, he will confirm it with signs following. Are you all here? See, you're not on your own. I'll get to that. I need to get to that. And he goes on to say, and endures through every circumstance. Ugh. I mean, how many of us endure through every circumstance? But love does. And if you have love on the inside of you, then it will become your strength. It will allow you to endure beyond what you are normally capable of doing. You all with me? See, that's why Ephesians says, be strong in the Lord. Ephesians 6.10, I think. Be strong in the Lord in the power of His might. We're not doing this in our strength, in our might. We're doing it in His strength and His might. And part of that is love. The love of God has been shed. I think it's Romans 5.5, I think, that says that the love of God is shed abroad in our hearts. It's been put in there. It's not something we had to make. God said, here, have my love. (laughs) Hallelujah. Okay? And all this came with it. Isn't that beautiful? All right, the thing to always remember is that you're never alone when you're sharing your hope in Christ. God and his entire kingdom is with you. Amen. Added to that, the Holy Spirit and the Lord himself is working with you and also in the other person's heart while you are being led by the Spirit to talk to them and minister to them God's word. Did you get all of that? So you need to understand that, you know, <coughs> excuse me, while you're talking to them, so is God. Don't think that you have to convince them of anything. See, if you have to do that, forget about it. You just don't know what you need. That's why you need to be led by the Spirit. See, once again, this takes time, okay? This isn't one of those you meet somebody in the street and you just go for it. You know, like the Roman army. You just kind of, you know, (laughs) plow through. Don't do stuff like that. You're there to build relationships. You're there to talk to people. You want to minister to people. You don't want to minister at people. Are you all here? And so you really need to know them and you need to get a sense about them. And I don't know how many people, you know, the, the next section we're going to come to is how do you do this? And the first point in that is to live it. So I, I, if I try to get to that today, I will. But, I, you know, I want to stick to my times. But this isn't about you forcing anything on anybody. This is about you offering people things that are in your life. And if it's not in your life, then you need to get it in your life. I don't know, so many people are trying to minister something they don't have. You can't do that. You know the best salesman in the world? Is the person that uses the product he's selling. 
Because he can tell him, I do this, I use it for here. I, it even does this, this, and this. And they'll go beyond what the company even said. The thing is, you know, when you're sold out, that's what you communicate to people. And a lot of people are trying to witness from a place of, you know, kind of mental fencing. They say this, I say that. They say this, I say that. Let's see which one of us wins a fight. It's not a fight, don't fight. You, you, you know, that's why I said we just need to get away from this. That whole mentality of evangelizing. You know, like it's a dirty word. And anybody you get a hold of, they're just going to be wrecked by you. Is not what this is about. It's about you living a certain way. It's about you fishing. It's about you taking your time. Get to know people. See where they're at. Do you know all you're doing? Can I just, just give this to you very simply? All you're doing is letting them know you found something. It's working for you. Are they interested? They can go, well, I don't want religion. No, 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 no. I didn't talk about religion. I said, I found something. It's working for you, for me. Are you interested? That's it. It's, it's that simple. Are you with me? That's it. That's the simplicity of the gospel. If it's working, share it. Wouldn't it be sad if... <clears throat> You had the cure for cancer and you didn't share it with anybody. Well, I don't know how they'll take it. Just do what you need to do. Say something. Open your mouth. <laughs> okay? The product will sell itself. <laughs> you know what I'm trying to say? Okay. All right. Anyway. Back to this. Of course, according to Mark 16:20, you can be sure that whenever the word is being ministered, it, I'll give, I gave you this before, it will be confirmed with signs following. It says there, and they went forth, I'm reading from the King James, and they went forth and preached everywhere, the Lord working with them and confirming the word with signs following. Now, I want, I, I want you to look at that verse a bit closer. Uh, this is not the new King James, it's the King James. I like the King James because it actually does a better job. Notice it says, and they went forth, it's talking about the disciples, and you are one of God's disciples. This, it says that they went forth and preached everywhere. So what are they doing? They're preaching. Okay, so they're ministering. All right? Because they're ministering, watch what happens. The Lord is working with them. See, they didn't minister, they didn't preach, and God was somewhere else. D did you hear? Okay, you really need to get a, hold, get a hold of this. Whenever you begin to minister God's word, God is right there with you. And it needs to be his word. It needs to be rightly divided. You can't be saying God's killing people and doing all that stuff. That's not rightly divided. He won't back any of that stuff up. Somebody else will. <laughs> okay, but not him. Hmm? So if you preach the right word, then the Lord will work with you and something else will happen. Notice it says, confirming the word. He doesn't confirm what you think. He confirms the word that you speak that's out of here. If you speak it from the word of God, he will confirm it with signs following. Oh, hallelujah. See, that's something you can't do. That's something he can. And he will, and he's promised it. He said, you speak my word, I'll be with you, and I'll confirm it. How does he confirm it in the heart of the people? He let them know, you know, this is right. 
Even though they're going to you, I don't know about this. Inside, the Lord is going, you know, it's right. That person is telling you the truth. Listen to it. But you don't hear any of that stuff. All you get is their poker face. I'm not letting nothing get through to me because I'm stubborn. Yeah, right. You don't know who you're up against, dude. Yeah. <laughs> you know? And see, that is the thing. Can I just say this? At the same time that the Lord is working on them, you know that the devil is going to be doing everything he can to tell you nothing's working. That's right. yeah. He won't let them go that easily. He knows he's losing them, so he's got to try and stop you from doing what you're doing. He's like, what are you doing? This is not going to work. They're not listening. Look at them. Look at the face. <laughs> okay? I mean, he'll just keep pouring it on. And you just have to say, I'm not moved by what I see. Or you. <laughs> you know? Lying devil. You know he always lies. In fact, what you should do is go, oh, you know, the devil is saying that nothing is getting through. Praise God, it must be. Say, thank you, devil. You just confirmed it. Another sign. Ha-ha. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Lots of signs following. All right. Additionally, <clears throat> remember that Jesus himself says in John chapter 16, verse 8, again from the New Living Translation, he's talking about the Holy Spirit and he says, and when he, the Holy Spirit comes, he will convince the world of its sin. He will convince the world of its sin. Watch. And of God's righteousness and of the coming judgment. There are three things he does. When you are ministering, the Holy Spirit is number one, letting them know they need this. They have fallen short. Something has happened that is causing them to fall short of God's glory. I told you before, Adam sinned and he passed it on to everybody. Moral people, immoral people, everybody got it. Do you know it's very interesting that when a virus hits society, it doesn't say, ooh, an immoral person, I'll just hit that person. Ooh, a moral person, I can't get on that one. You know when a virus hits, it hits everybody. Moral, immoral, everything, fattening, whatever. It'll just hit everybody. Doesn't care. That's what sin did. People say, but I'm a good person. Doesn't matter, you still got the virus. We have a cure. It's called Jesus Christ. That's right. Do you want it? Are you all with me? See, that's how we need to see this. And that's what the Holy Spirit is going to be doing in their heart. But notice the second thing <clears throat> he does. He says, and of God's righteousness. In other words, he says, listen, no matter how good you think you are, you're never going to be perfect enough to stand in God's presence. Do you know sin cannot stand in God's presence? Do you all know that? It just can't. Okay, you just get blown over. I mean, even the angels, man, they're like, Ugh. there's so much power coming out of God. That's why when Gabriel said, I stand in the presence of God, you know, while all the mother fellas fall over, I'm still standing. Amen. <laughs> you know, remember when Zacharias gave me a lip, going, oh, I don't know how this is going to happen. Where's the proof? <laughs> and he goes, I stand. <laughs> anyway, never mind. But, you know, understand something. We serve a powerful God. That's right. He's so powerful. And if there's any sin at all, people say, well, I'll just go and you know, do this. And you, can't, you can't stand, let alone talk. You'll just be a mess on the floor. That's what the Holy Spirit will minister to them. 
It ain't going to work. You think you're going to have all these arguments? Won't work. You better listen to this guy <laughs> or this girl, okay? What's the third thing of the coming judgment? He says, one day you're going to have to answer to this. You, you can't throw out the excuse. Nobody told me. What happens to all those people that don't hear the gospel? Well, you heard it. Did you do something with it? Forget all of them, fellas. They're not going to be all there when you're getting judged. It's going to be between you and God. You know how everybody gets everybody else on their mind? Except them. You're trying to get them to make decisions. But yeah, what about the people in China or, you know, wherever? Who cares? You're here. You need to do something now. Once you do that, then you can go help them. Maybe you're the one that's meant to be going and doing that stuff. All those people that you're worried about didn't hear the gospel. Maybe you need to bring it to them. Just saying. So I've said here, while they've only got themselves and whatever little demon they got assigned to them, influencing them, you've got the Lord, the angels of God, the Holy Spirit, and who knows what else, okay? <laughs> Working on them and their situation. Notice that I've said two things here. That God not only works on them, but he'll work on their situation as well. You'll find that miracles begin to happen. Because you'll be praying and saying, God, show yourself. Show yourself to them. Let them know that you exist. Are you all here? Now, see, you can pray that. I know other people say, well, God, if you show yourself to me, uh, you know, like, if you prove uh, you, you exist, then I'll believe. No, they, he won't answer that prayer because a person, God it comes in so many ways to let people know that he's there. Do you all hear, oh, somebody's umbrella is going for a walk. Do you all know what I'm trying to say? Okay, God will do so much. People are, are without excuse. The book of Romans tells us that people are without excuse. Everything around them screams God. Okay, but they'll say, oh, I don't, nobody ever spoke to me. Well, the tree standing there spoke to you. <laughs> the little birdies in the tree, they spoke to you. You know what they're saying? We didn't evolve. <laughs> this doesn't evolve. This is made, baby. Mm-hmm. Sorry, I just got a little fleshy there. Okay? <laughs> Stuff like this don't evolve. <laughs> okay? Just like the man, you know, with the muscles, he goes, this doesn't come by accident. You got to work at it, man. Okay? All right. Okay. <laughs> and if you want a scripture to help you, get on your way. There's what the Apostle Paul said to Timothy in 2 Timothy chapter 1, verse 7. And the, the first part of verse 8, I'm going to read this from a different translation. I found a translation that was very interesting. You know, we know this. You know, God has not given us a spirit of fear. You all know that one? Let me read it to you a different way. Okay, it says in the New Living Translation, I love this. For God has not given us a spirit of fear and timidity, but of power and love and self-discipline or a sound mind. Verse 8, so you must never be ashamed, or as the Living Bible puts it, you will never be afraid to tell others about our Lord. Well, there you go. That's what all that's for. So you don't freak out. Amen. See, we've been given all of this to do something. That's right. <clears throat> so much of the time, we want to use it on ourselves. 
you know, I don't have a spirit of fear, so I'm going to go talk to my boss and tell him what I think about him. <laughs> okay, you know, you know, there's also patience and long-suffering and love. Your na- okay, all that stuff. Got to remember all that stuff, okay? This is something else. This is when the de- devil is harassing you. That you don't have a spirit of fear. You don't have a spirit of timidity. Now, you are not obnoxious. Bold and obnoxious isn't the same thing. Bold and rude isn't the same thing. You can be bold and loving. Did you hear what I said? Okay. You don't have to be rude. And notice God's given you all of this. Notice what it says. Notice the things it says here. He's given you a spirit of, he's not given you a spirit of fear, but of power of love. Remember, love believes all things, hopes all things, endures all things. He's given you that, okay? And self-discipline. Sometimes, you know, our mouth is our biggest problem. James says it sets everything on fire. We open our mouth and, dear God, we can do some damage. I've seen that. Religious people just destroying people's lives in the name of God. It's very sad. Okay, I'm turning the page because, you know. In fact, the Living Bible translates 2 Timothy verses 7 and 8 to say, If you will stir up this inner power, the spirit of power and love and a strong self-disciplined mind, and realize that the Holy Spirit's power and God's truth is in you, you will never be afraid to tell others about our Lord. Isn't that beautiful? If you know these things, these are the things that you need to know before you say something. Okay, so on one hand, you need to know that you're not alone. You need to know that God's with you. You also need to know what's in you. Amen. God's so much working for you. It's incredible. We should be the most blessed, most prosperous, happiest, most joyful, most peaceful people on the planet. It shouldn't be that people have to guess that we believe in Jesus Christ. They should look at us and kind of go, wow, this is one of them. How'd you know? <laughs> I know them. They're not this together. But look at them. You know, everything works. It accidentally works. The number of times things have just worked. I know I'm not that smart, truly. I mean, just this week has just been a miraculous week for me. This scripture clearly tells us that God doesn't want us to be afraid of people, especially when it comes to telling others about our Lord. He wants us to be, as one translation puts it, wise and strong. Wise and strong. We need wisdom. Okay? And more importantly, uh, or more important than this, we are to do it because of the love we have for people and the enjoyment we get from just being with them. See, we need to enjoy ministry. Do you know, ministry isn't a bad word. It's, 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 it's you just serving people. It's just you being there for people. It's, you know, you getting involved in people's lives to help them. And you don't have to give up your whole life to do that. You can do that in the littlest ways. Now, when it comes to know, uh, knowing what to say, Jesus himself says in Luke chapter 21. Now, I'm going to read from a version that's unusual, but it was very interesting the way it was put. In verses 13 through 15, Luke 21, verses 13 through 15, from the contemporary, contemporary English version, okay? The CEV. 
All right, it says, this will be your chance to tell others. This is about people getting persecuted. And he says, this will be your chance to tell others about your faith. It's not faith, literally. It's your testimony. Okay? Because remember, we're sharing our hope. All right? He says, this, is, this will give you the chance to tell others about your testimony. Verse 14, don't worry about what you will say to defend yourselves. Verse 15, he says, and this is really important, I will give you the wisdom to know what to say. I will give you the wisdom to know what to say. God will give us the wisdom. He will say, this is how you say what you're about to say. This is what you need to say, and this is how you put it. The number of times that God has crafted something and given me the exact words to say, some days you just need to get it exactly right. And I've said it a certain way, and I thought, oh, that was good, Lord, <laughs> you know? And it's been just right. Amen? Okay. I know the other versions may say it a little different. I'm looking for things to help you, okay? So this is one of the reasons why we must learn to walk by faith and not by sight. And just learn to trust God in this. See, a lot of times, we just need to learn to trust God. If God says, go and speak to somebody, and you say, God, I don't know what to say to them. Well, not yet, and you're not there yet. Get there and he'll... Oh, how many times have you started talking to somebody and then the conversation kind of just goes in a certain direction? And at the end, you think God just directed the whole thing from beginning to end. All you had to do is go there and stand there and then the things started happening. Words came out of your mouth. Amen. You know, that's all we need to be is obedient. Still don't know how to do that, you know? We want God to tell us everything ahead of schedule and then we'll think about whether we want to do it or not. Now you're in disobedience. He tells you and you don't do it. That's worse. How do you know? Because that happened to me. <laughs> okay. Yeah, no, I'm, I didn't get everything right all the time in my whole life. Okay. <laughs> I can talk to you from experience. There were times when God said, I want to go and say something. And, you know, I was a little baby Christian, little pampers, you know, my little nappy falling down. My, and he said, God, and I said, what do you want me to tell them? And he said, he gave me what to say. And I panicked, I freaked out and went another direction. And then I regretted it for the rest of, well, up to today. Okay. <laughs> okay. And I thought, God, I should have. He said, yeah. He said, now you know why I don't tell you what to say until you get there. Because otherwise you carry it around with you for the rest of your life and the devil will use it against you. So, you know, it's a kind of a blessing that he doesn't say anything until you get there. Hmm? He's a good God. All right. <laughs> Sometimes we get you know, what they call, an, I don't know if I'm going to say this right, anticipatory fear. You know, we anticipate that we're not going to do well and we don't know how this is going to work out and we don't want to do anything, okay? We get that fear. But God says here again that if we have it in our heart to share our hope with others, he will tell us what to say when we need it. Amen? We need to know that family. And that's why you do all this in prayer and you do this in relationship. I don't know if you've noticed this or not, but if you're trying to force something on somebody, have you found that you don't find all the right words and it gets difficult? You know why? Because you're doing it in the wrong spirit and God is not there. You are literally on your own. But I have found that when I just flow in the spirit, when I'm just having a conversation and when things are going in a certain direction and people start asking you certain questions, 
because you listen to them. You're not so busy telling them about you. Hello? There's a time for that, but you have to wait. You are more interested in how they are doing. Because otherwise you're never going to find out what their needs are, what their hurts are. It's only after they start talking to you that you can then start talking to them and share some of the things maybe that you've gone through. And say, look, I've had similar problems in my life. And it's not that it's going to stop, but I have somebody who's looking after it. Hallelujah. You got a good lawyer? No, I got God. <laughs> okay. you know, he's better. Right? Okay. <laughs> Amen. All right. So, <laughs> and he will tell us what to say when we need it. And he will often, I've said, he will often do it in a way that will be so natural that you won't even realize that you've just witnessed someone. I don't know how many times I've just finished a conversation, walked off and thought, I think I just witnessed somebody. And that's the way it should be. Amen. You've just shared something. They've received something. Now God can speak to them. Remember, all you're trying to do is connect them back up to their creator. They've lost their contact. They've lost their life. They've lost a lot of their hope. They just need to get back with him. Amen. Keep it simple. Remember again that Jesus himself promised that he would show us how to fish. And as Peter found out, when God gets involved, the results are always supernatural and miraculous. Remember? Yeah. Amen? Okay. That brings us to the end of the confidence boosters. I pray that there's been a blessing. How much time do I have left? Oh, have I been going in half an hour? Gee, that went quick. I didn't feel like half. Okay, I'll stop then. <laughs> All right, when we come back next time, <coughs> we'll look at six practical steps to evangelizing. And step number one, as I've been bringing it up over and over again, is to live it. Learn, okay? And we'll talk about that next week. Let's have every head bowed, every eye closed. Father, we thank you today for your word. And we thank you, Father, for all that you are teaching us. And we know why the devil's attacking us. He doesn't want this to get out. This is us invading his kingdom now directly. And I just thank you, Father, that as we learn more, as we grow in this, that we'll all become mighty warriors in you. People of great love toward the human race and people of great opposition towards the kingdom of darkness. Hallelujah. And we just thank you, Father, that in all that we do, that we always remember there are more with us than against us. Hallelujah. We are on the winning side. That the enemy has been crushed. And we're here to simply declare the victory. Hallelujah. And let people know what that good news is. We one. <laughs> Hallelujah. So we just give you the praise and the glory and the thanks. In Jesus' name, amen.